to apartheid and issues, um, there is a very uh, big dis issue in USC where we have two requirements for history. And we have to make an, take an American history and a European history. But the thing is, if you take an African-American history class or like an African history or an Asian history class, those are counted as electives rather than history credits. Yeah. So not only is there a lack of, you know, I guess, appreciation in the public school system for the history of other cultures, predominantly non-Western cultures, there's a lack of um, appreciation for it in, you know, secondary schooling. Yeah, it's wild. Um, do you have one more piece of news? Yeah, I do. Um, so this is pretty fascinating. So I read an article and um, it says the detailed information of potentially every person in Ecuador has been leaked online. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it was unprecedented national data breach. And this was revealed on Monday, so it's been a, a few days. But it says more than 20 million people um, were exposed in the leak. So I know we've we've dealt with this a bit in the states um, recently, but not not nearly to this extent. So um, yeah, so it says Ecuador is home to about 16.5 million people, and so the entire population could have been affected in in this um, leak, which is insane. Um, and yeah, I don't. I at least haven't heard of a something coming out um, within social media or technology in general to this extent, mm -hmm. um, especially a whole country, uh, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, but that's what I read. But uh, speaking of leaks, in France, they um, have a few nuclear power plants and... Uh, one of the effects that living near a nuclear power plant can have, among other health issues, is um, thyroid issues. Huh. And so uh, one thing that they've been doing is they've been, give, been giving iodine tablets to people who live within 20 kilometers, or, you know, in American English, 12.4 uh, miles of a nuclear power plant, uh, just to, like, ensure that, like, you know, it kind of um, curbs the effect of anything wow. that might happen. But they've started, apparently, to expand the radius of the people that they start giving these free iodine tablets to. And Germany has done the same thing, actually. Uh, after the Fukushima disaster, uh, to extend the radius from 20 kilometers to 100 kilometers, which is 62 wow. miles within it. Yeah. And so seeing all these like European countries doing this kind of makes you think one they're starting to expand the circle um and so that's you know cause for concern but the fact that i think the majority of us live within that distance from yeah. a nuclear power plant in the south yeah because there are quite a lot of those and if they're getting free iodine tab tablets and they're that concerned about their health mm. that's yeah <laughs> a bit concerning i know? think it is neat though that those countries seem to care that much about their people that they're willing to give those out for free i don't know mm -hmm. i kind of saw it in a different perspective but that is neat that they yeah. are concerned about mm -hmm. their their population that much that they're 
I've yeah. even heard that in uh, Europe, in France, they put warning labels on Jello. Really? Yes. So think about that next time you're enjoying a nice fruit cocktail. <laughs> you know? That's that's interesting. It's I've never heard of that. Bad because like I don't know about y'all, but I I grew up in like a Baptist church, and every grandmother in a Baptist church has like a different punch recipe. Yeah. And they all think that, like, their punch is the best punch. And they all include some form of, like, jello, including my grandmother's. She has a very specific, like, jello powder she likes yeah. to put into it. So it's, like, Nanny's death punch, I assume. <laughs> you know? Oh, goodness. <laughs> so watch out for Nana's punch. Oh, jeez. Even if she's <laughs> you know, a Baptist, like, it's hmm, <laughs> probably got a little, you know, extra toxic stuff in there. But I think that's the majority of recipes from the 50s. Yeah. They got something in it that, like, nowadays you're just like, ooh. Yeah, well, so many different. Deadly. I mean, we're, we're constantly learning about new yeah. developments, but also dangers to our health and everything, I think. At this point, though, like, if I want some Jello, Yeah, I mean, it hasn't killed you yet, for so you. you're good. So, if everything's bad for you, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Like do you have any more news? I do have quite a little bit. Lovely. Um, so, this is actually a new segment that my friend sent me because she found it so interesting. But uh, So, the Saudi princess was found guilty of ordering her bodyguard to beat up a Paris craftsman who she had hired to um, renovate her luxury Paris apartment. And I guess he did something wrong. Maybe he put the wrong tile in. I don't know. Maybe he overcharged her. But he was attacked. Um, Oh, wait, no. This says because she accused him of taking photos and videos of her in September. Uh, He alleged that the guard hit him, tied his wrist, and put a gun to his head and ordered him to kiss the princess's feet. Um, Apparently, she said, or he, the princess insulted him by saying, you're all the same. Word I can't say because we're on the air, dogs. Uh, <laughs> you'll see how you should speak to a princess, how one should speak to the royal family. And so apparently right after this, like uh, the guard put the gun to the back of his head and told him either kiss the princess's feet or risk further assault. And then the contractor ran to the police right after, which that's definitely very shady. <laughs> it's that's fascinating. <laughs> it really is. Um, so it's kind of like, well, he took photos and videos of her, likely without her consent, which is not good. Yeah. But apparently that bodyguard is now, um, levied with a fine. The princess is fine. She's off on diplomatic immunity. You know, she is the princess of Saudi Arabia. Of course. She's not going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the bodyguard, he got off pretty well. That's interesting. We, we don't often hear about other royal families other than in England so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to hear about others I mean I don't even think about other royal families other I mean we hear so much about the queen Mm -hmm. and it's like wait there are other ones yeah what do you mean England isn't the only monarchy exactly (laughs) and like this is an actual monarchy with some legitimate power they are not figureheads well they have some serious power obviously because they have guards that they can order to do that stuff yes of course um We also have some news about a vanilla crop boom in Madagascar. Um, So the crop has been growing a lot recently. And uh, vanilla is the most consumed spice in the world. Wow. It's It's uh, the most expensive. It's most in demand. um, Which is actually kind of surprising because I never really think of vanilla as a spice. It it makes sense. 
but I had heard that statistic before. And it's so popular, people had expected like the growth to go down, but it actually went up, which was really good for Madagascar because they produce the vast majority of vanilla, yeah. you know, in the globe um, or on what's the correct in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that would be really good for them because it would like uh, stimulate the economy, be very good. But also that's created a lot of political tension because they've had to start putting armed guards uh, by the doors of the farms to protect mm-hmm. the crop. Uh, they're afraid of people um, stealing from them. There have been like uh, instances of theft going on, uh, lots of um, illegal activities in order to try to get more money. So something that, you know, seemed like something that would be very good actually turned into something that became very harmful to the overall population. Do you have any more uh, news pieces? I do. I have one more thing. Um, So I did not know about this, um, but Hong Kong apparently has a horse race. and horse race? Like the Kentucky Derby? Like the Kentucky Derby. So in Hong Kong, these horse races have been canceled um, over fears of political unrest, which I'm sure we have all heard about. At the Derby? Um, what? Why, why specifically at the Derby? Do you know? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, oh, okay. So they're weekly horse races. Um, the Hong Kong Jockey Club <laughs> holds a government-granted monopoly on gambling. Um, so, yes, there is an imminent threat to all the people at the um oh. place apparently. Um, so. Yeah, I I assume that Mm -hmm. so many of these events, um, like the horse races, have been canceled in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong. I, um, this is a little bit off topic, but my friend from Hong Kong, I Mm -hmm. was planning on visiting her this summer. Um, I have a few friends from Asia, and they invited me to come stay with them this this upcoming summer. And um, I was talking to her the other day on FaceTime, and she said, maybe we can meet somewhere else. I don't want you to see my country like this. And, um, you know, that's just heartbreaking. I didn't think about it, but I'm sure it's so much different, even like neighborhoods. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is just, she's, she's constantly putting things on social media about mm-hmm. how devastated she is and her friends. But, um, yeah, I, I think just the whole country has kind of, um, they're not exactly proud of what's going, I, I don't know. Like, she didn't want me to see anything about her country during this time, which is which is really sad. Yeah, um, that's just, that's so heartbreaking because that's something that, like, she should be proud of. Because Hong yeah. Kong really has such a beautiful history yeah. of independence, of fighting. Um, and it really is sad because, like, sh- if she does keep putting stuff on her Instagram, I feel like we have a lot of power in our country. But our attention span is just so short for what goes on. Yeah. Like you know it'll be a fashion trend for a week to put you know save the amazon on your story or pray for hong kong you know but then nobody actually does anything you know and i feel like a lot of people want to do things but they don't have money to donate to the cause they don't know what to do and it's just we have all this power but we just don't know how to use it yeah which i think is really just one of the biggest tragedies for our country definitely we have the power to evoke good to evoke change not only not in like other countries but even in our own and we just sit there with it because we're not willing to learn how to use it you know yeah it's it's interesting to 
meet international students um, and hear about their countries and me to not know anything about their countries, not not by lack of care, but we just don't learn. Yeah. We don't learn about them. And today I was, I had coffee with one of my friends from England and she was, I mean, we've obviously read about Brexit and mm-hmm. all this stuff, but to hear it, to hear about it from an insider's view. To and like someone really who, to love somebody who is going through that, to make yeah. friends and to genuinely start caring. Like you obviously care a little bit, but when you know somebody who is going through that, it makes it so much more real. Yeah, definitely. And hearing about the whole situation from her eyes, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you know, England is blah, 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 blah. It's, it's more CNN like my country, this is yeah. happening. And so that was fascinating to mm-hmm. me. And I don't know. I don't talk about politics to most of my friends. We just kind (laughs) of chat. But it was really cool to hear her perspective on everything that's going on there. So it's definitely very it's a it's a treat.